Is the last time we featured only one guy, Ric Flair? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess we did um, Undertaker, right? That was like three parts. Yeah, but I mean, but Flair was like, like Undertaker we did a while ago because he debuted in uh, 91. Yeah. yeah, Flair's the most recent solo act. Solo act. So this, this obviously, this superstar we're doing today is on mm-hmm. the same level as Ric Flair and The Undertaker, correct? I would say for one glimpse of like two months of time, he may <laughs> be as over as they were. Hmm. Maybe. And that's even at a his very peak. At his very peak in January to February of 2000, I would say. Oh, I thought you meant from uh, January to March of 1997. Uh, uh, that is anti-peak. Valley. <laughs> it's valley. If they tried that gimmick, well, I guess we'll talk about it. If they tried that gimmick today, they'd be canceled immediately, right? Um, Depends how they present them. I guess. Right. Now entering the Royal Rumble. Also making a difference. <laughs> I love how they preserve the Why are they singing so far from the microphone in the studio? I know. It's like they saw these guys singing outside, like as he's cleaning, and like they drove by with a mic and just recorded it as they went by. It's like through a window. <laughs> like, I just picture them like the guys around the garbage can at Rocky. No, okay. they're singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the whole inspiration for the gimmick, <laughs> man. Brother, I saw. You have no idea. I saw these guys singing around a trash can, brother. Oh my god. But you want to record it from inside the trash can, so it sounds like it's real far away. Let's put glass over the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of trash. So when we first encounter this dude, he's not mm-hmm. making a difference. He's not royalty. He's not even that big. Nope. Nope. 1993, Fatu. Enters at 22. So pretty recently debuted. Like, they had just debuted in the fall of 92. Had been a tag team for a while. In AWA, WCW, and then here they bring them in as the head shrinkers, not the Samoans. Everywhere. And the manager been a, Afa. a tag team everywhere. And their legendary manager, Afa, legendary Samoan. Uh, he drags them down by the hair. He's smacking them around. And then he comes in, and whoever gets in his way, he just kind of smacks out of his way. Uh, Sags tries to go at his head and then just stares at him in disbelief that it didn't work. And Fatu just nails him. Yeah, that was a cool little spot. I, he's uh, already yeah. when he's getting dragged down, he's already way more animated than Samu. Mm-mm. And then on the drag down, Gorilla Monsoon suggests that he got beat up before he got there. You think Alpha really laid into him that much that he got beat up? 
Well, that seems to be a gorilla's assertion. Mm. And I he, assert that gorilla's assertion's wrong. Well, he he's wrong a lot. Um, but he goes after Tatanka, and shouldn't shouldn't the indigenous people be working together in this match? I mean, it is every man for himself. Mm. I guess. I guess, but I would expect them to have a little bit of a kinship, right? Mm. Like you were colonized, we were colonized. I think you're projecting. Was Samoa 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 was colonized, right? I don't know enough about it to com- comment. No, me neither. I don't know anything about it. What I do now, like, if you want to talk Bermuda Triangle, oh fuck, we go we go on forever on that. <laughs> what I do know a lot about is I love the palm tree on his tights. Mm. Does it make you feel like you want to go on vacation? Yeah, yeah, like down to like Kokomo, you know. Mm. Yeah, you know, right in that triangle. <laughs> he hangs uh. out with IRS. Taker beats him up. Come on, pretty mama. You Largo. Um, he's raking yeah. Bob Backlund's face as the commentators talk about Bob's longevity, and then out of nowhere, he fucking bites the shit out of Sags. And then we'll take it slow. Speaking of the Caribbean, Carlos Colon gives no fucks about the Samoan headbutt rule. No. No. Puerto Rico. Whoa. It's like playing basketball. The <laughs> So Samoa is independent now. It was colonized at one time by Germany from 1899 to 1915, then became a joint British and New Zealand colonial administration until 1962, when it was independentized. When did Germany leave Samoa? 1915. Okay, so it wasn't one of the things Hitler wanted to get back. Uh, I don't know if it was top of his list. Because he wanted a bunch of things back in uh, Czechoslovakia. Mm. But he wasn't yeah, like, maybe ah, this was oh. like on the, maybe this was like the secondary list. <laughs> First, like take if we, if we win those, <laughs> if we win then, those, then Samoa. What a different world it would be if that Anoa'i dynasty were Nazis. That probably doesn't exist, if so. It was uh, actually in World War I when it was taken from German authorities by Great Britain and New Zealand. Was it in World War I or was it a consequence? I guess it must have been in. In the first month of World War I, troops okay. in the New Zealand expeditionary force landed unopposed and seized control from German authorities following a request by Great Britain for New Zealand to perform this great and urgent imperial service. <laughs> to take Samoa away from the Germans? Man, the flu, flu uh, pandemic of 1918, one-fifth of the Samoan population died. Jesus Christ. And the ones that survived were very hardy. Mm, Is that where their heads got hard from? <laughs> Warding off the infection? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The fever made their heads hard. Fatu kind of vanishes off camera at one point. I think his backlund's getting all the focus. Yeah. Um, just, you know, just nothing. Like, backlund throws him out, and you don't even see it. <laughs> He's just gone. Um, so a couple cool strikes, but he really just was like a background player in this one. Yeah, I mean, even when he's thrown out, like, Gorilla's like, where did he go? And Bobby's like, Fatu threw himself out. So If this is Saturday Night Live, he's getting, like, the featured player, not the <laughs> actual star. And introducing Fatu. <laughs> yes, that's, that's his role, Miss Rumble. Uh, six minutes and 32 seconds of kind of nothing. 
Look, we rate these guys in three categories, presentation, creativity, and effectiveness. I'm zeros across the board. Yep. Sorry, man. I hate okay. to do it to him. Yeah, I know. But it's not bad. It's like, I mean, should we consider him at the top of the zeros? Uh, Well, our standard is to rank That's the right. zeros by time, right? Yeah, but this would make him the worst, and he's not the worst. <clears throat> Who's our top zero? Our top zero is Godfather 2001. I said I'd probably put him below that. Virgil 94. He's useful there. Yeah, I like him versus Diesel. Um, then it's Luke 95. Yeah, that is like a completely worthless expedition. <laughs> okay, so let's let, let's put him ahead of that. Okay. I mean, zero feels low. Like, I feel like one of us should just toss up a pity one. <laughs> but... Yeah, but then we got to change the spreadsheet, and we don't like doing that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's, we got a lot more to get through here. It's late at night. We got a lot of these acts. So that lands uh, Fatu 1993. Out of 240 uh, Royal Rumble appearances we've ranked, he is now number 228. Okay. All right. Oh, that's not last. Joining the proud one, two, three. In zeros. It's a lot of zeros, no heroes. Ni- we got a lot more Fatu, though. <laughs> 1994, he comes in at 28. Uh, it's been kind of a nothing year for them. Like, they're on TV all the time, and they're having pay-per-view matches, but, like, nothing substantial. But now, it, after this is when they kind of start to get them back on track. Yeah, like, by now, they haven't turned yet, right? They don't turn until, like, they legit are about to win the titles. Okay, so yeah, so we're still a ways off. Because he's still dragged by Alpha, but he's way mm-hmm. calmer and is looking and acting like a human being now. Right. And, yeah, we got a little ways to go for even for that. So <laughs> Right. But I guess all the time on the road has slowed him up. Uh, mm-hmm. But he comes in at 28, kind of bookends his partner who was in at the beginning. Very and little a very, reaction. <laughs> and a very cluttered ring by this point. There's a lot of guys out there. And the first thing I noticed is that Fatu does Tenru's job for him. Yeah, yeah, he does. Did Fuji, like, watch Tenru and be like, oh, fuck it, get it. I give I give, to, I give, Fatu money. Yeah, I mean, he went right at Luger and just beats the shit out of him, and then goes right at Brett and beats the shit out of him. So it's like, I feel like he's got to do what, what Tenru and Kabuki were refusing to do, and that is actually what they're paid to do in this match. Well, K- Kabuki tried. We'll get to Kabuki, but he tried. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you at all angry watching this one that you had to sit through Tenru again? Uh, I think I just ignored him. It's hard. He's always in the center of the screen doing nothing. Stupid. I'm walking around. Uh, he kind of picks his spots. He gets lost easily. He almost takes out the Tonka. And then he lays in a Brett. And DiBiase calls him out. He's like, oh, give really laying in the punishment to Bret Hart. So at least yeah. DiBiase noticed. Uh, but then he does make the final four. I, I also like that, like he, like it's a, it's actually a good contrast to Tenru because he he's never just standing there, right? Like if you if you just watch him, like at the very least, like he sees Valentine and Martel doing shit, he goes in and gets involved with them. Like he doesn't fade like Tenru does. Right. There's a point too where Greg Valentine elbows him in the head. What wins that confrontation between the hammer mm. elbows and his head? Did he use the, the correct elbow to make it the true hammer 
Mm, that I, I was not. I, 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 my attention to detail on that one wasn't uh, at the top. Because I couldn't make the difference. If you used the left elbow instead of the right, maybe it wasn't as effective. Yeah, maybe his elbow should have shattered then. Um, right. Well, even before the final four, there's 12 guys in the ring at the end. Like mm-hmm. once number 30 is entered. At this point, is he the least credible after Mo? I mean, I don't remember the other 10 off the top of my head. Okay. But Bigelow, yeah, Bigelow, Martel, Valentine, Hawley, Tatanka, Luger, Brett, Janetti, Michaels, Tenru, and Adam Baum. So you're saying he's the most or least? Least credible. Uh, Mo. Mo's in there too, but like. Um, are you saying of all time or at that moment in time? No, in, in this moment. No, I think he's higher than that. I mean, Holly, this is Holly's debut. Could, but you could and his seen... name is Thurman, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would put him above Thurman. Um, Probably ahead of Valentine. Yeah, and I'll give Martel above him, only because he had just come back and had that little, yeah. he had a pretty good fall with uh, Razor and the IC title Battle Royal. But... He's at Survivor Series. It's a good showing, so. Yeah, I'd say he's definitely above Valentine, though. I mean, he's he just he's nothing here. Okay. All right. But he struggles to even get Janetti out. Uh, mm. But then he shows Janetti how to do a proper super kick by hitting him right in the fucking chin. Yes. And unlike his other match, he gets an elimination here. Like, he mm-hmm. super kicks Mo right the fuck out of the ring. Well earned. Yeah. I, 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 I In my mind, even out loud, I think I went fucking good. Thank God. Thing. Uh, but he makes the final four. Why is he in the final four rather than Bam Bam Bigelow? Yeah, Bigelow is such a long run. Like, he would have been cool in there. But, I don't know, they always need to stick, like, a rando in the final four sometimes. So, right. I didn't mind it. Like, you figure he's not going to win, but, like, he's vicious enough to help continue to lay a beating in. Um, right. He has a good battle with Luger. Really hits that sidekick and a headbutt. I didn't feel like he felt too out of place, honestly, in this. And he does fight Brett on Raw, right? Isn't that like right around? Oh, that was the year before, yeah. right? So he had done that singles match with Brett for for the title. And I think he's credible. I think of the two, he was always a little more credible as a solo guy than Samu. Yeah, I think I'm just still in that thinking of is like they're never going to give it. That's why I'm asking like if he's the least credible because they're never going to give this match to a tag guy. No, you're right. You're. I think Bigelow. You, you called it. Like, I think they would have been a really cool Final Four: Sean Bigelow, Luger, Brett, and Bigelow yeah. had to have like a huge run in this match, and it would yeah, have Bigelow's, been Bigelow's the Iron Man, which you don't think about, but he is in this. No, match. yeah, he's awesome in this match, and he, uh, you know, he could have rehabbed him. I know he's still gonna fight Doink again at Mania, but coming off the stupid Survivor Series stuff, like this would have been a good way to really rehab him if he makes it down to the final three or four. Yeah. But I mean, he makes it pretty close. So, uh, he ends up charging wildly and Brett backdrops him out with a cool bump. That's when they do the double, him and Sean both crisscross and they both get thrown out. Yeah, like, uh, but he takes a good bump him. out. Yes. I, I, I quite like his work at the end. He's got a really good spot with mm-hmm. Tenru of all people, where like they both put their heads down and Tenru knocks them together, but it doesn't hurt Fatu, so like he kicks Michaels and headbutts Tenru. I like that. I really hope he's stiff Tenru too. Um, <laughs> and then there's that spot with Luger, like where like, Luger mm-hmm. smashes his head down, but, like, he pops up and kicks him. Like, I, I think that, like, towards the end, he got quite interesting to watch in the match. Right. It's just that whole stretch up to that point was, like, nothing. He just yeah. kind of – whenever we saw him, he was laying in the heavy offense. But, yeah, 
it was just rare. He just kind of roamed around. But yeah, the beating on Luger and the elimination was cool. I just wish we saw more of what he was doling out because what we did see was cool. Just didn't see enough of it. Yeah, like it's like he was good in the match, but he kind of shined when it mattered mm-hmm. at the end. Like maybe he was a bit boring earlier, but but actually shined when it mattered. So I thought that was interesting. Yep. And technically, the last guy eliminated in this match. Uh, uh, yeah, right. I guess Sean, Sean hits before him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, I, I still, because he's a tag guy, they didn't really talk him up. I'm still at a zero for presentation. I gave him a one because they put him in the final four. Yeah. So I they presented I... him as a guy that could be there at the end with like three of their top up and coming stars or establishment inventors. Yeah, I think I covered that in – well, here, for work, I gave him a two. Uh, I gave him a two as well. Okay. Good stuff. And I think I covered the, the final four in the effectiveness where I went to. Yeah, and I went with the one. So it all balances out where we both ended with a total of four. So that gives a total of eight for Fatu from 1994. And I don't know if he has stiff comp- – oh, fuck, there's a lot of them. All right. Is he better than Roddy Piper in 2008? No. Hockey, 2001. No. Snooka, 08. No. Ric Flair, 07. Mm, I don't know. You tell me. I cannot remember Ric Flair, 07 for the life of me, and I always remember this Fatu run. Right. Who's after Flair? Hercules, 89. Yeah, I'm fine with them, but both flare. Yeah. Okay. So that lands Fatu, uh, 1994, as the 143rd best okay. Rumble appearance. Making progress. Time. I know, he's moving up. Moving on up. He's going to move back to down, though, in 1995. Uh, he's out late again. He's in at 29, and we're kind of down the end of the Head Shrinkers' relevance. They had won the titles, had a pretty good summer. Samu leaves. They bring in Sioni, Barbarian, yeah. and this is clearly like heavily in the boots trying to humanize the head drinkers um, run. But I think they're pretty much done like pretty soon after this. I don't think they're around that much longer. How much does Captain Lou hurt them? He helps them when they win. Like that's a cool moment. Okay. And I think he's all right for a little bit. Like him and Alpha with them when I, I think the switch and. You know, I like Barbarian a lot. I just think I just think the team changed quite a bit. I just yeah. think it was better when it was with Samu. The squashes were better. They just had a lot more of the double team stuff down. It just felt like um I don't know. It just felt like the magic was gone a bit. I think when they lost the titles and Samu left, they probably should have just wrapped it up and just they made them a solo. Shrinkers anymore. Like they, it, like it was felt like a lesser version of both guys' teams. Yes. Like yeah, I wish they just brought Sioni in as a single guy and just let Fatu figure something else out at that point. Have him make a difference. Yeah, just make it a little bit sooner. But no one is dragging him to the ring in 1995. No, because he's a human. He's a the human. ring is jam-packed. He goes right at Billy Gunn, goes to Sean. He's laying in some strikes. Uh, the ring is really bloated. 
so it's hard to focus on much. We get a fun little bit with him and Dick Murdoch are on the hands and knees, and they kind of headbutt each other, and Dick ends up woozy. Yeah. How um have you noticed that his ass is getting progressively bigger through these things? Yes. And I don't mean that to shame him. It's just the ass becomes such an important part of his gimmick later. It's just interesting how he puts like so much weight there. How? How does he do that? I don't know. I don't know how that works. There are women that would kill him. Human body's mystifying. Yes. <laughs> it is a bit of a mystifying body. Do you think Pamela Anderson would have agreed to do this if she had to accompany Fatu to the ring at WrestleMania? Or an old man named Dick. <laughs> he smacks Lex around. He goes to a different guy. He barely avoids elimination from Crush. Hits him with a sidekick, and then a minute later, Crush slings him out. And Vince barely even says that. He's like, oh, there it goes. Uh, I, I looked at this as payback for King of the Ring 94, though, when Crush and Yoko <laughs> lost, lost the tag title match. Uh, but a weak field, not much going on. A couple of cool moments. I like the headbutt stuff with Dick, and the stuff with Crush was okay, too. But just, yeah, nothing. This, this whole match is filled with nothing. I just love that Dick Murdoch hurts himself doing hitting, hitting yes. him. Like, that's my – when he on his – like, he just slowly hurts his head – um, I like his stuff with Sean. Like, he's really throwing some cool headbutts with Sean. I think that's pretty good, too. Crush really struggles to sell that super kick, though. He just does not know how to do it. He's a tall man. It's hard for him to bend down. But he does do the cool flipping clothesline spot for Crush, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And he did it for Luger in 94. We should also track that. Um, I'm at a zero for presentation. Yeah. You I'm can feel old. them being washed when he comes out. Yeah, I'm at a one for work because I think there was some spirited stuff, but he's only in there five minutes, 32 seconds. There's just not enough going on there. Yeah, plus the Murdoch stuff alone is worth the point. That was cool. Sure. Uh, zero for effectiveness, though. Absolutely. All right. That gives him a score of two. Two. Oh, God. Um, let's, start the, let's start at the bottom of twos to see what this is, what this gives us. Yeah, better yeah he's than, down there. Yeah, he's got to be. Is he better than... He's better – I'm going to tell you right now. He's definitely better than Tenru in 1993. <laughs> yes. Is he better than Tatanka in 96? Mm, yeah. Tatanka in 91. Who? 92? Snuka? Oh, I thought you were uh, – Who? No, I didn't hear you cut out. So Snuka 91? Yeah, and Snuka 92. Um, I don't know. Why don't we put him in between? Because Snooker 91 is eight minutes, mm-hmm. and Snooker 92 is two minutes. Okay, that's fine. All right. So Fatu from 1995, 221st best Rumble appearance of all time. All right, well, we'll see if he can make a difference in his ranking here in 1996 as he comes out at 26. See, they always have him in the back end here, 22, 28, 29, 26. Would you say they uh, have so him in late... the rear? Hmm. It's a robust, robust rare. So yeah, yeah come back. Man, Vince does a, a very Mike Tenay thing where he, he, he introduces him by saying, you talk about a man who can make a difference. <laughs> you want to talk about him, this is him. Yeah. So he come back in, like, what, tail end of 95 with this gimmick? Making a difference. Suddenly he's completely human and can talk, even though he's got the same name, and it's clearly the guy that's been playing a savage for three years. So, so like, I kind of stopped watching in 95, and I remember mm-hmm. distinctly um, tuning into a Superstars in early 96 and seeing this and being like, all right, I'm, nope. 
<laughs> and not watching again until like SummerSlam 96. Yeah, you, it looked like too they were going to try and push him a bit. Yeah. You could tell they, he's one of those guys that they, you could tell like they always had a thing for. Like they always wanted to try and make it work with him and find a way. Cause they try like four different things, you know, before it hit. So well, he's good. Like, yeah. Well, he comes in as the match is winding down. Uh, not much of a response, but he seems happy to be there. Are you there at all? I'm getting like a ton of static. Yeah, my my thing came unplugged. All right, you might want to mark that time down. Twenty four minutes. Hold on, just take just take a take a bit of a break. Oh fuck! It all restarted. Damn it! Because I'm trying to move the microphone so that I don't make noise. Because I'm not in my usual place. Mm-hmm. Okay, this did not start recording again. Are we still recording on Skype? Yeah, everything's still going. Okay. All right, that's fine. Okay, just leave a big space. Ready? So he comes out, and he has, like, no response. But he seems happy that he's here. Uh, Mr. Perfect immediately says he has a low center of gravity, so it could be tough to throw out. Right. And uh, he just comes in and just punches Kama, and then goes to Sean, and then back to Kama. Barry Horowitz... Ringmaster, like he's just kind of moving around. Not he's focusing a common. lot on Barry Horowitz. Yeah, and it seems like if you can't just come in and throw Horowitz out, like your chances are probably low. Oh yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, so far though in the match, not at all making a difference, right? Makes no difference. No. Yeah, there's a lot of leaning on the ropes. He has a chance to murder Barry Horowitz, but just picks him up instead. Like, and I think if he had murdered Barry Horowitz, that would have made a difference because that's a hate crime, right? Right. He would have been in trouble. He takes some shots from Isaac Gankum, has a fun little slugfest with the ringmaster, and actually eliminates him, which was kind of crazy uh, decision because I know ringmaster had, like, just debuted and they weren't pushing him much, but they did give him, like, a decent amount of hype when he came – when he arrived. Like, and then Fatu is already clearly – you know, running out of gas. Like, I don't think right. he's around in this gimmick that much longer. So it's an odd decision for him to cleanly just toss Ringmaster out. And they don't even, like, comment on it. Vince just says it after. Like, oh, we missed it. <laughs> he lived at Ringmaster's yeah. gone. And then Yankum throws him out right after. Do you think this Fatu would have been a better opponent for Steve Austin instead of Savio Vega going forward? Uh, No. It's like the character, no, but I think it might have given us better matches. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't mind the Savio stuff. I know. I, Chad I, hates Savio. I hate Savio. You hate Savio. I, I don't mind him. I, I think I don't think it would have been that much different. I, I think it would have been about the same. Right. I, I like Fatu as a worker. I just think, for whatever reason, I just don't think it would have. Well, I mean, it's, look, the, he's just an asshole in red pants here, right? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if you fast forward this like four years and think of how crazy that sentence is that Rikishi eliminates Steve Austin and Kane eliminates Rikishi right after, it's basically what we got. Right. Yeah, yeah it's insane. And they're all in that another that other match too. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so boring outing. Even the eliminations ignored. He does take out a Steve Austin, which is crazy. And this beyond that, it's this punch kick. Yeah. Yeah. It it didn't have any of the fire of his other runs. Right. 
Like, I, I genuinely liked some of the other runs, even if they were short. Like, I liked his work in them, but this one I found was just kind of, eh, nothing. Right, it feels like he knows he's, like, DOA in this gimmick. And... Yeah. And this is, like, but the But this longest... whole rumble is oddly, this whole rumble's oddly flat. Yeah. I wonder if it's because they don't really have anybody doing the, anybody that we care about doing the Iron Man. Right. Because, I mean, I, and I'm not trying to shit on him here, but I don't think Hunter Hearst Helmsley was interesting enough in the Iron Man role. No. No, I would agree. Like, I mean, obviously we'll get there and we do, like, our five-part episode on Triple H, but, like, he, he's just not, he's not, he didn't have the charisma of, like, a Rick Martell or even a Backlund. Yeah. Anyway, this is only seven minutes, too, but it still felt long. Um, I, even with the elimination, I went zeros across the board. I gave him the one for effectiveness. Like, eliminating Ringmaster is, like, a pretty decent toss at this point. So I gave him the credit for that. I guess. I'm not giving him credit. All right. So he's definitely better than Tenru 1994. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm still appalled that Tenru is at one point. Anyway, um, is he better than Animal Night in 2006? <sighs> Animal had like one decent little bit in that, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, let's put him below. The so one ahead of Tenru. Uh, and that lands uh, making a difference for too. He's making a difference at the. 227th best Rumble <laughs> appearance of all time. Look, he's really dominating these mid-200s. Yeah. yeah. No one's been... Uh, no one has a stranglehold in the mid-200s like Rakishi. Alright, let's fast forward a year again to 1997. He's finally at another new gimmick. Third, it's something. Third, third gimmick, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Making a difference to me is always like... I guess it's kind of like Kona Crush from Demolition Crush, but like where you know it's the same guy, but they present him like he's not. Um, so it always felt to me like it's kind of the same-ish. But, but this is just a, a, an Arab. He's now playing an Arab. Yes, this is completely different. Um, so he's in number 10. He has is debuted he from, in the... Is he from the past? Or is he a modern-day sultan? It, I don't know. He looks like he's from fucking Aladdin, is what he looks like. Yeah, and but, he's wearing the, the the Bane mask from Dark Knight Rises. It's an odd decision. Well, the gimmick was that he couldn't talk. He had had his tongue cut out. Oh, then how did he uh, rule his people? That, that was the gimmick. Well, that's why he's got an Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund working for him. <laughs> um, because Backlund, Backlund like starts po- po- uh, poking up in like the summerish of '96, saying he's looking for someone, and then he ends up bringing out Iron Sheik and Sultan. And, like, I think the hook was supposed to be, like, Backlund and Sheik working together. Like, it's, like, crazy. Um, that is crazy. it was clearly not going to work, I mean, from the jump. Like, you look at, take one look at the stupid gimmick and no chance it was ever going to last. <laughs> they should have brought in Kurt Angle. He would have doomed Kurt Angle, but fuck, that would have been a weird pairing. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think he was turned off, right? Because he had just done the ECW thing right before this. Right, 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 right. It was like October or whatever when he saw the crucifixion live and was like, I'm out. <laughs> it took a while to get back in. Um, 
So yeah, I mean he's clearly got no gimmick. Comes in a third of the way, or no chance. He comes in a third of the way. No, just going nowhere. He goes. I up do here. like his pants though. They're they're much more acceptable for him than the Fatu the making a difference pants. Sure, but it's still not a look of a guy that's going to be anything. No, and the announcers are like not even talking about him. They're talking about Bob Backlund instead. Well, I would be too. He's way more interesting. Yeah. And Jr. has the balls to say Sultan in his first Royal Rumble. <laughs> well, look, he goes right at Pirov, who hoists him up and almost shoves him out, but he can't finish while Sheik is barking at him. Uh, the ring is pretty thin, so it just deals with Pirov. Fuck you, shot. Pirov! <laughs> Gets a couple of shots at a bulldog. Takes a flyer from Milmeskeris and then uh, bumps around until Bulldog just throws him out. So, again, just a big bucket of fucking nothing for him. I, I will say it's really – he's clearly, like, sh- shooting on Milmaskeris with that belly-to-belly su- suplex. Yeah, so it's a win. <laughs> Maskeris was not participating, and he suplexed the shit out of him into the mat. Fuck me. But, yeah, like, he also does the clothesline sell for Davey, like the flip. But, like mm-hmm. – do you want us to know it's Fatu or not? <laughs> right, I know. He's the only guy who's ever done that. Janetti <laughs> used to do it. I guess, but Janetti is clearly not the Sultan. Yes, obviously. That would have been a shocker. <laughs> it's me, Sean. It was me all along. Me all along. Uh, zeros across the board again. Yep. For this uh, Sultan. All right. Um, is he better than... Fatu ninety three. Uh, no. Let's start at the bottom. Um, he's only in there three minutes and twenty three seconds. Is he better than the Repo Man nineteen ninety three? Probably. No, I don't know. Okay, because look, he's he's not worse than Colonel Mustafa ninety two. No. And he's not worse than Volkov, right? So that's where it no. is. It's, is it Repo? Is he better than Repo Man ninety three? I guess I'd rather watch Repo Man. Although Sultan at least has Iron Sheik out there. I don't and know. And he does like bludgeon Mill Mascaris. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like that's a legit funny moment that like I don't know why Mascaris wasn't participating. Um, is he better than Boss Man 2002? Yes. Okay. Is he is he better than the Warlord 1992? Um, that seems like about the same to me. Okay, so let's put him underneath. Because Warlord 92, like, at least he's a character that we care about and kind of like. Right. right, so the Sultan, 1997, 240th best Rumble appearance of all time. Okay. But things are going to get better here, I think. Yeah, well, before they do, Aaron, anything you want to talk about with the North-South Connection? Oh, God. Stuff going on every single day. All kinds literally. of... Literally. Literally. Cronoso is literally every day. Um, you know, those Cronosos are popping out. Some of them are surprising. Some of them peak at 40 minutes. But, um, mm. yeah. But um, that was a one-time thing. Uh, yeah, look, there's stuff dropping every day. Whether it's going back to the Ruthless Aggressive Era with Jake Williams. Whether it's t- new, gen- new Gen on Emissions Back with Pratt and Slomka. Uh, Wrestling Warzone. Uh, wrestling above replacement. There's stuff going on every single day. All kinds of great stuff. Um, please check out all our contributors from Ryan Gray to Johnny C to Jenny Smith to Marcus Fuller to, to the guys, the guys that do the weekends with, um, 
Mark Claren, Remzo Martinez, to uh, Logan Crossland, and Cowboy. Everybody's killing it. Everybody's super creative. Totally worthy of your time. Give us a subscribe. Let us know. My voice is going, but I love them all. Mm -hmm. And uh, you mentioned Jenny. We're now the proud home of the Jenny Physician podcast shows. Uh, She's merged over her feed here. So every Wednesday you'll get uh, a podcast from her collection on the North-South Connection. And also just want to give a quick plug to Nana Tuanoso, which I have a blast in with Tim Capel. Every three weeks or so going chronologically through Beverly Hills, Nana Tuanoso. Got to mention Tim. So things really turn around for um, Mr. Fatu, now spelled P H A T U. <laughs> Fatu. Yeah. In now he's Rockishi. Rockishi. Yeah, he had a quick glow up, so he returns again. This guy always takes like six or seven months off, comes back. This was actually his longest break, because I think he's done a Sultan in mid 97 ish. And he doesn't show up as Rikishi. Until, like, the end of 99. Yeah. And he's much bigger. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, yeah. like so big that it could be a different person. Yeah. I I think this is the first time where you could look at him and say, okay, you know, if he didn't have the name, <laughs> Ricky Shifat, too. But the look is different enough where he's bigger, he's got the blonde hair. Yeah. And he was, like, a force early. He wrestled on Heat a bunch. And... You know, Marcus, I talked to us quite a bit on Dirty War when he shows up, like, he was doing the Rikishi driver, and I remember yeah. that being, like, super awesome. It was like, holy shit, he's just, like, murdering guys, and I was, I remember being really into him right away. And then they had him randomly dance with Too Cool, and then he just, like, started wow. running with them. Changed <laughs> Fatu to Fatu. And I don't, I don't say this to denigrate the other dude, but, like, I feel like he's, like, the better version of Yokozuna. Yeah, well, I feel like they were trying to just, like, yes, bring, like, a modern Yokozuna-type gimmick. Yeah, but a guy who could still move despite his size. Not that Yokozuna couldn't move, but this guy clearly had an advantage. Yeah, I'd say this is a close to, like, original Yokozuna. Right. Kokinus like, Maximus, you mean? Yeah, like, right, 92 Yoko, like, when he first came in, it was still very lithe. Right. Is that a word? Um, but by this point, the gimmick is, like, really clicking. Like, it's, the dancing is over already, and we're talking, like, weeks. Like, it, it wasn't, he hadn't been doing it that long at this point. Yeah, because um, at this point, it started, too, like, like, in early December. Yeah, and at this point, too, it's like, you're still not sure if he's really friends with them or not. Right, right. Or if he's just this weird guy who, like, just happened to dance like, every now and then. Yeah, so he gets a massive pop when he comes out in Madison Huge. Square Garden at number five. And uh, he, he looks throws like up, he's going to murder somebody coming out, too. Yeah, and he was still very lethal. Like, yeah, he was goofy, and I think he's doing this thing face by now, but, like, he's he's still presented as, like, a guy that just beats the shit out of dudes. Uh, so he initially, he throws Mosh and Christian out, like, right away, and then D'Lo Brown as well. And he's only at number five, so that tells you <laughs> pretty much cleaned out the ring. When, uh, he, a when he does, he does a belly-to-belly to Christian, and I think it's King who says, he gives new meaning to belly-to-belly. Belly. <laughs> yes. Um, so he does, and he does that to Christian. So he's cleaning house. Uh, that leaves just Rikishi with Grandmaster Sexay, but Scotty Tuhati just happens to be next. He comes out, and the crowd is rocking, and yeah. we get the big dance show, which now, is a very memorable moment. The crowd is, like, super into it. Is Rikishi hypnotized by the glasses? 
Yeah, I feel like the like um, it's like his old manager Bob Backlund. We couldn't hear without his glasses on. Okay, I see. I see. And so he doesn't hear the music till the glasses go on. But he seems to be, when he puts them on, he seems to be seeing things also. Mm-hmm. So he starts looking around. Well, that makes hearing the crowd for the first time. Oh, I see. Maybe he could. Maybe he doesn't see anything outside the ring too without the glasses. Correct. He's very nearsighted. Well, it's a super memorable moment. The crowd's popping huge. They do the full dance. And then just a great payoff where Rikishi grabs them both and throws them both out and kind of looks at them funny, uh, which I thought was great. Because, like you said, he's still kind of the, are they friends? Are they not? It is every man for himself. We get the moment anyway, but then he shows that he's business too. So I kind of like, I like the way they executed this. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's a nearly a perfect moment, you know, like, and it's, it's I, a super memorable rumble moment. I think it's the highlight of the match, too. Oh, easy. And I don't, I don't know if that's... Close. I mean, it's great, but, I mean, that's a bit of a condemnation for the match itself. But it is an all-time moment. It's it's really cool. And I, the crowd is really into it. They're chanting, Rocky She, Rocky She. And uh, once he throws them out, you can tell they're cool because they touch fingers. Right. And then Rikishi yeah, dances on his own. Yep. Get that last <laughs> dance in. And even dances with Scotty's hat. He does this whole routine with the hat, which I feel was completely improvised because he clearly did not know what to do at first. What he does know what to do is murder Steve Blackman. When Blackman comes out, uh, he just destroys it with the Rikishi driver, which I'm so glad we got one on pay-per-view. We did it to D'Lo Brown, too, before he tossed it. Yes. So good. So then he throws Blackman's limp body out, just dominating the match. Out comes Viscero. We get some good power stuff. And this King, actually hits a belly, belly. King kills it. He goes, it's the old unstoppable meeting the unmovable, and they're both unliftable. <laughs> True. Uh, so he survives the belly to belly and dumps Viscera, and just like, what a show he's putting on. This is, I feel like this is the first true Iron Man since the Diesel run. Yeah. In and it's, like, we've had guys last a while and throw guys out, but this is like the first real dominant like, like five minutes stretch like Diesel had, where he just like knife through people. Yeah, I think you probably have to give that to Steve Austin. Yeah, I just feel different though. I don't know. Yeah, I I do agree. It did feel different, but maybe it's because of the size of the guys. I think the push too, like Austin's, like Rikishi felt more like on Diesel's Diesel Diesel's level here. Like, Austin was already in the middle of, like, a mega push. He was a right. favorite to win that match. So, to me, that felt like more like Hogan throwing a bunch of guys out. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. This, this felt like the first since Diaz aware an unlikely guy gets red hot and gets super over just, like, chucking bodies. That's true. And, I mean, even the way he eliminates Visser is really neat with, like, the three super kicks. And then he's, like, mm-hmm. teetering. And then he uses the size to, like, toss him. I really like that bit. And I love, too, that, like, on that belly-to-belly and the leg drop, the crowd, like, legitimately gasps. Right. Because they're both so huge. And Ross is all like, this is the story of the match. <laughs> but old well, we get a boss. lull because yeah. Big Boss Man comes out and just stands on the apron because <laughs> he wants no part of Rikishi. Now, um, now, here's my issue. One of my issues with this. Why wouldn't Rikishi go out and get him? Well, I'll ask this. What does he have to gain? Like, he just had this crazy run. Like, why not take the minute to get your breath? He's a big guy. Because you're about to fight two guys instead of one. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I could see it both ways with the strategy. Yeah, I guess. Because I mean, he's smart from there because Tess comes out and he just watches Tess the boss man brawl. Right. But but if Tess doesn't come out, if it's somebody right. like on boss man, like if The Rock comes out, like he's fucked. His run's done, right? It's done either way if Rock's coming out, so. I guess. I guess. <laughs> At least he's getting the breath. Uh, he chokes and works in the corner. He kind of tapers off. The heat's really quieted down. Spends a lot of time with the Bulldog. They are uh, referring to his ass, though, as having craters on commentary. Yes. Yes. The ass talk is already there. Yeah. and But he, Bulldog kind of beats him up at first. Mm-hmm. And then Ke- Rikishi goes up for the sumo drop on Bulldog, and Bulldog just straight punches him in the nuts. Yes. And then they're like, Bulldog is trying to get that 400-pound load over the top rope. Load him into the truck. Yeah. I like the double avalanche on Tessa Gangrel. And then eventually everyone comes together and does the big man, fat man elimination where they all throw him out. But Bal Backlund is clearly the key to the whole thing, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. revenge for the Sultan disappointing him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Final payback. Um, yep. I thought this was an all-timer showing. It's the highlight of the match, like you said. It's a launch point for the gimmick in many ways. The crowd is rabid. You get the dancing. You get the diesel push. You get all the eliminations and everyone having to throw him out. So – I really thought, like, outside of the dancing moment, that this really mimicked the diesel push. Like, came in, cleared house unexpectedly, and then a bunch of guys threw him out. So, yeah, I think it's an all-time rumble appearance. It's interesting that it didn't springboard him the same way. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why that is. Like, is it just that Diesel was a cooler character and connected a little bit more? I would disagree, though, because this is, like, the stretch he's the most over. After this is the Dallas match where he's, like, super hot. Even at Mania, he's, like, really over. It's not until he gets hurt. Because even in the summer, he's, like, really over with Val and all that. When he does the dive off the cage. Yeah. It's really not to the heel turn that kills his momentum. Is Is it also maybe that, like, the card is just too stacked on top. Well, to yeah, I mean, that's part of it, right? But, yeah, yeah but I, I think you're discounting how big of an act he was in that in 2000. Like, oh, no, no. He's, a, he's like he a top guy. Yeah, but Diesel's world champion within, like, eight months, right? I think they were trying to get him there by yeah. turning, doing the heel turn and all that. He just, yeah, he just wasn't going to break through. Like, Diesel was right place, right time for that type of run. Rikishi, I think, was being prepped for something like that. But he had to get through Austin, through Rock, through Hunter. Like, There's it it too many guys. This just wasn't going to happen. Um, but Rikishi's they, the, they try their best to get him to that level. Do you think, too, he's a bit, like, almost like a bit too much of a throwback? Like, in that, like, the, everything was kind of trending, like, smaller and more athletic. Yeah, I think it's a look, too, like. He's basically wearing a big diaper with a fat ass. Like, like he's still good. He's super over. But, like, I just don't see him being the guy that, you know, they're going to parade out there. Especially at this time where they were so hot in everywhere. Like, it just made sense to have, like, The Rock as your guy in 2000. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, he – I would say when he showed up in December 99 and then you look at December 2000, he – exceeded every possible expectation. Oh, yeah, because he should have been almost nothing. Right? Right. And by the end of December 2000, he's in that cell with, like, 
five legends. You know? Yeah, and he doesn't look out of place. No. I think this match, this Royal Rumble match, is really hurt by him not being in there longer. Right. Because he's only in there for 16 minutes. Right. Which, I mean, is a good run, but this, this Rumble is, like, lacking that, like, star power going forward. The problem I have is that kind of once he gets past the dance, he does fade back a little bit. Yeah, so I was say, even if he stayed in another five minutes, I don't know if he would have done much. He would have had to eliminate more guys, basically. Right. But, yeah. But that being said, seven guys out, the complete focus of the match, like, my, my qualm is that I wish he lasted longer. So that speaks right. to how much I think of the run, right? Yeah, so I'm with a six in presentation. I mean, he's looks like a monster. Uh, he's presented as a massive threat. It just, you know, the dings are... He's not really quite that when he comes out. He builds to it, and then he's also gone when, like, it's big boy time. Yeah, I'm also at a six for that. I, I agree with everything you just said. All right, I gave it a seven for work. Um, I really just factored in heavily, like, the moment of it, the creativity, the dancing, thrown out too cool, um, the Rikishi drivers, like, the elimination. So I just... It was a pretty high-level performance for me. Yeah, I'm at a five, um, but that's kind of like looking back and comparing to, like, all my scores. Like, I think a five is actually quite a high score in work. There's not that many that are above it. Um, I do ding him a tiny bit because he does fade to the background a little bit after the big dance sequence. Um, and I yeah. don't like him not chasing the boss man. I know that we can disagree on the, the reasoning and it both working, but in, in the moment watching it, I remember thinking, like, oh, like, this kind of takes me out a little bit that he wouldn't go and get him. So, um, but I am at a six for effectiveness. So, six uh, minutes, seven eliminations. Yeah, I gave it a seven. I mean, it's all the eliminations. It made him into a, put him into a star level. And even the dancing is like super effective and that it's the biggest part of this rumble. It's the part you remember. When you think of this rumble, you think of Rikishi dancing in MSG. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I wonder if that's... I wonder if that's a testament to the, like, how unmemorable the rest of the match is. Uh, I don't know. There's some, still some memorable spots. I, I just think this was going to stand out no matter what. I guess. Yeah, and everybody going crazy. Uh, that gives him a score of 37, which is quite mm. an anomaly for um, him at this mm-hmm. point. Yes. So that's going to bring him way up the list. And he's only tied with one guy, so let's see if he takes him out. Uh, he is tied with Shawn Michaels from 1995. <laughs> I think he's going to be below that. Sadly, I agree. Of all the things we've done in this project, I find Shawn Michaels 95 is one of the most disappointing runs that I've yeah. watched. Just because, like, it was like, oh, everything feels there for him to, like, go out and have, like, a five-star match kind of thing. And it's just Except didn't work for out. the talent yeah. against him. <laughs> yes. uh, but that's a... <laughs> But that's a massive jump for Rikishi. He is now uh, 15th. That is the 15th wow. best Rumble appearance of all time. That's a big one. It is. Uh, but sadly, uh, happy Rikishi doesn't last throughout 2000. No, he's uh, fresh off his heel turn. He did it for The Rock. He ran down Steve Austin. Had a pretty good little mini brawl thing with Austin. Has a really one of my favorite kind of sleeper matches at Survivor Series 2000 with The Rock. Oh, I love that and match. Oh, so good. And then he's in the cell. So, again, I think the perception is he turned heel and shit the bed, but 
those first few months are still really good as a heel. It's no. not until after this when he gets hurt that things really go off the cliff for him. I think it's here. I think this is where it starts. Yeah. Yeah, this may be one of our biggest differentials looking at it <laughs> that we've had. Um, so he comes in at 30, gets a great draw. Super uh, low he's music. A, he's got the he's weirdest a big threat. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, comes into a ring filled with stars and the recently returned Haku. So a kind of cool synergy there. Yeah. Uh, do you think he needed to change his look here? I don't know if you've ever talked about this before. Um. Yeah, maybe only because it conjures memories of his dancing and assing. Like, you know when he would sometimes wear, like, kind of like a leather-looking tracksuit? Right. What if he just wore that without a shirt? Yeah. Like that well, kind of I just went back to the tights, if he can get him back on. <laughs> make a difference. <laughs> well, Yoko's in a war tight, so there's probably some laying around the family house. Yeah, he probably could have switched to something like that. The tracksuit thing would have been fine, probably. Just so that we don't see the ass anymore, because the ass is kind of like... Well, he still kind of did the stink face and stuff, though, didn't he? Yeah, I know. Even though he's a bad man now. Yeah, well, bad men would stick your face in their asses. <laughs> I don't think that's that crazy. I guess. Um, cool, cool synergy with Haku, even though Haku gets thrown out right as he comes in. Uh, but it seemed like they were going to maybe set them up. And again, I think this is where the injury hurts, because... You know, I, I don't know if they definitely would have went the way, but it definitely seemed to me like they were setting up Taker and Kane versus Rikishi Naku for Mania, which right. would have been a real marquee Mania match for him if he didn't get hurt, and they have to change it. Uh, King says Rikishi's a favorite, but it's not good for him that Taker and Kane are in there. Uh, but we get a great bit where a bloody Steve Austin is laid out in the aisle, and him and Rikishi just throw some bombs on the way down. So I thought that looked really cool. You don't really get stuff like that too often. No. Uh, he like takes that. a real beating from Taker. Yep. I like that too, but again, this will kind of be my thesis with him in this bit, is he gets a couple punches on Austin, and then Austin kills him. Yeah, but he kind of owed him. And oh, Yeah, but all the focus is on Austin in that moment, right? And yeah. I, again, I don't think it's unwarranted, but I think it speaks to where I'm at with this, the ratings on this match. Well, he takes a beating from Taker as well, takes a choke slam. Yeah. Uh, Taker tries some headbutts and fails, and then, in a pretty big surprise, he... Nails Undertaker with a sidekick and knocks him out and eliminates him. Yeah. After, so, after headbutting yeah. him. Yeah. It was good. So a pretty big moment for him, a huge elimination, taking out a Taker. And again, it seems to lend some credence that we were maybe going to get a Brothers Instruction versus like an Islanders type match at WrestleMania, which would have been, I, I think would have been cool. I mean, I know Taker Triple H is regarded by some pretty well, but... I would have been all in on that tag match. Yeah, I think I it would have been a lot of fun. Much rather the tag match. And what, what, was, what did Kane do at 17? I can't even remember now. He's in the hardcore thing. That's it. So it would have been better for everybody, I think. Yeah, I don't know what Triple H ends up doing. I mean, maybe in this alternate universe, Sean doesn't show up pilled out of his mind and we get Sean Triple H, which maybe was the plan. Maybe Triple H stays home. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, so Rock gets involved with Rikishi there and then ends up eliminating him as he tries the bonsai splash, which was a good bump. So yeah. it was it was a weird showing. Like I get why you are where you're at, uh, but again, it's the construct of it. Um, we've talked to this a lot. Guys that show up at twenty nine thirty don't get a lot of time to show off. So yeah, he's only going to last like three or four minutes, but it's just because he comes in at thirty. But he is a threat the whole time. They talk him up at thirty, eliminates Undertaker, get the stuff with Austin, and a good bump out. So I like this quite a bit actually for only being 
under three minutes. See, I don't mind the time, and I think you could use the time well. I don't think he used the time well. I think he got in the ring, and they talked him up, and everyone just beat the shit out of him. And then he kind of got lucky and knocked out Taker. And, and I went five on presentation. Yeah, I went one. Because I, I, I really think that based on the push that he is apparently getting, this was completely contrary to that. Because, like, it's not like – I really looked at the Undertaker elimination as kind of a fluke. Like, Undertaker fucked up and headbutted him, so he kicked him out of the ring. But everybody else just beat the shit out of him the whole time he was in there. Yeah, I think I think he's someone who could have benefited from coming in at, like, 25. Yes. And had a little bit more time to shine. But, I mean, he's in there with big boys. He's presented as a threat. He's talked up as a threat. He feels like he fits in with all the big guys. Yeah, it's just not his night. But presentation-wise, I feel like they – they put him in a position where he could have – if he would have won, it wouldn't have been a huge shot. Yeah, but that's not the story he decided to tell. That, and, yeah, and I think it's two and a half minutes. So it's, he's not going to be able to tell too much of a story, right? He had to come in like – it's just the way it was at this point. They didn't help him in the booking of it. Yeah, I guess I, I, guess I, I, could, I could be up over the time if everybody else hadn't eaten him up. Right. Because like, to me, that plays into the presentation, how the other people treat him, Right. And everybody just, like, I'm not going to repeat myself. Everybody kicked the shit out of him. Um, I'm also at a one for creativity. I'm one of the four. I like the brawl with Austin. I like the headbutt into the kick to Undertaker. So, Yeah, that, that's the point for me is the headbutt into the kick. I like that moment. But, again, I, I thought his selling was good. John. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a two for effectiveness. and it, uh, Sorry, a one for effectiveness. And it's all on that Undertaker elimination. Yeah, I gave him a two for the Taker elimination and the brawl with Austin. It's funny, eh? Because I think if, like, if this had been, like, almost any other year other than 2001, that Undertaker elimination would have meant more for me. Yeah. So I well, well, it's just crazy to me because you would think by this point, Taker would be more protected and Rikishi was toward the end of his push because he's because he gets hurt so quickly after this and he's not a mania. It feels like he's done. But yeah. in the moment here, he's not really done, you know? So no, no, not at all. Like I actually found this really hard to rank because like yeah. you can tell they want him to be a big deal, but it just, I just am very confused, right? Like, like he doesn't really do too much. I, more than anything, I was just disappointing. I was sorry. I was just disappointed that this was, mm-hmm. this is what happened. Like, like I started to think was the show running long and they all had to go home fast and that's why he got thrown out right away. Like, right. I don't know. Regardless, that gives him a score of 14. Mm-hmm. That shoots him up. No, not too bad. Is he better than Jim Duggan, 92? Uh, um, look, I'm going to let you decide these because you're the one that's super low on them all. Okay. I'll put him in the middle of the, the 14s. I'm okay. going to put Jim Duggan, 92, and Boss Man, 92, ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put him one ahead of Barbarian in 1990. Okay. That's okay. So that lands uh, Rikishi 2001 as the 98th best Rumble appearance of all time. All right. Not too shabby. All right. Let's fast forward to 02, which is his return. He had had a long layoff since that injury in 01. And he comes back, and they've kind of just forgotten the heel turn. <laughs> He's a face, gets a big pop. He enters first. 
Uh, you know, crowd seems happy to see him, and he's starting against a returning Goldust, who's in a two, who kind of took some of the spotlight away from him uh, for his big return. I'm kind of surprised they did the double return. I know they wanted to do the Goldust entrance, so I'm just surprised they had Rikishi at one and kind of double dipped on the returning guys. I agree. Is he even besides that? Is he a strange choice for number one? Um. I don't know because he's gonna get the crowd. Like you get the music and he can dance. So I, I don't know. It's I think he's a fine way to get the crowd hyped up at number one. Yeah, I do think it's hurt by Goldust, like you said. I love that Ross is like his weight is from parts unknown. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know if we'll ever talk about this again with Goldust, but Finkel's weird. He goes the individual who drew number two. Never heard him use so many words for that one saying. Right. He just kind of stands there for gold dust theatrics too, but then jumps him from behind. And then a lot of strikes from there. Uh, boss man comes in, he kills Rikishi's buzz yet again. Just like the year two years before. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rik- Rik- yeah. Gold dust also tries a sunset flip, but then instead of just dropping on him, Rikishi just slaps his ass. What, what was mm-hmm. that? Mm, I don't know. It was an odd choice. Yeah. Uh, he does get swarmed. It's, it's straightforward. You get a real deep stink face on Boss Man to the pop. Yeah. yeah the, cl- the classics always work with Rikishi, it seems like, and then he eliminates Boss Man. Yeah. Uh, he tries to throw a Bradshaw, tries to throw a Goldust. Uh, stupid Al Snow tries to deadlift him out. Doesn't have much luck. Same with Goldust. Uh, Taker comes in and takes over the ring and just quickly kind of throws him out. So I thought he started hot and then just kind of did nothing until the end. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, they seem more demeaning to him on commentary this year. Mm-hmm. Like, King is like, Rikishi's so big, this might turn into survival of the fattest. Yeah, they're really like, going into the fat jokes. Yeah, and they're starting to, like, he's starting to rest a lot more. I, I started noticing mm-hmm. this. Um, and it's funny because I've always really liked this rumble, but I find this beginning section until Undertaker gets in pretty boring. Yeah. And it's not a section we've, like, touched too many times, like, on the show so far. Right. Um, but he's in there for 13 minutes and 39 seconds, which is way longer than you would expect him in 2000. Yeah, I would have thought it was, like, five minutes or something. I wouldn't have thought 13. Yeah. Um, I went at two for work because I did think there was some good stuff in there, some decent fire. Uh, I, I, excuse me, two for presentation, because they really did present him as a uh, – it was a big deal that he was coming back. Yes, same. The one for work. Yes. Oh, uh, no, I wanted the two. Um, yeah, I, know, I like the variance. It's a good, a big pop of the thing face. Give that an extra point there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm at a one for effectiveness. Didn't do a ton while he was in there, but did get to eliminate um, Boss Man, which is never mm-hmm. a bad thing. Yep, same. That lands him at nine. Nine. Uh, nine points. Is he better than Boss Man 2000? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is he better than Ron Bass, 1988? <laughs> I don't probably. know. Probably. Butch, 91? Mm, probably. Oh, Bravo, 88. Uh, Bravo makes, like, the final three or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe below him. Okay. So, Rakishi, 2002, 139th best Rumble <laughs> appearance of all time. And we're right. still not done. <laughs> 2003, he's really dragging at this point. He just kind of exists on SmackDown. I think he had like a little feud with John Cena before this. If I recall my ruthless aggression, 
uh, with this the aggressive podcast lore correctly. I think he was kind of dealing with him, uh, but nothing really going on. Still gets a good pop. This is too where like I I remember as 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 someone watching like like being like still. Right. Oh yeah, I was like ready for him to go. He was like he felt like a relic at this point. Yeah, and like there when he comes out, they're like. He he holds the record for Rumble appearances at this point. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought that. Yeah, Jr. So he's been in the most more than anyone at Kicks does, but he hasn't won any. Yeah. Uh, the it, it's an interesting. You know, we we talked about earlier, like how oh he finally found a gimmick that worked. It almost becomes a curse too, because like yeah, once that gimmick dies, it's almost like it, it worked too well where he can't really change again. Well, do you think it was the wrong time to turn him heel when they did? Yeah, I remember at the time thinking it seemed forced. I think we'd look differently if he didn't get hurt because we just don't get it like a natural conclusion to the heel run. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we still make fun of I did it for The Rock. Like, was he just a bad choice for that role and what that was supposed to be? I think it was a couple of things. I think it was like a little bit of a letdown because you're thinking maybe – they built the big angle around the PI and all that stuff. And then he just also wasn't like a great talker. Right. Right. Let his ass do all the talking. Right. Well, it wasn't there rumors at the time that it, it like did was we thought maybe it was Mr. Ass who run down, ran down Austin. Yeah. Cause he wasn't there cause he was hurt. Right. right. No, he, no, he wasn't hurt. He just wasn't there. I think. Yeah. And it was someone with blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That might have just, been a better choice. I don't. I don't know. Like, no, I. I don't. I never minded them trying it. Like, he probably was gonna need it soon anyway. Like, I, I'm okay with them doing it too soon than too late. So, I, I just agree. think. I just think when they brought him back, it's just like the tenor had changed in the promotion by '03, and it just feels a bit like he's still doing the same old, same old. But again, I don't know what else to get it done. So it's like, okay, we'll just hang around. And just be a guy that gets a pop for his ass or leave. Like, that's kind of what it became. Right. Right. Like, the opening act guy. Pop the crowd right. at the house show. He's like the Bushwhackers at this point. Like, the Godfather. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of right. what he became. Except instead of hose, he's bringing his fat ass. Mm-hmm. Well, he comes in hot. He mows down a bunch of guys. Look kind of cool. It took them all out with sidekicks. Has a showdown with Rosie. And they kind of have a moment of understanding. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it's like kind of a passing of the torch. Uh, yeah. But then he turns on Rosie right away. So I, I think it would have been cooler if, like, because Jamal comes in. Yeah. It would have been neat if, like, the three of them worked together. And, like, they could have done something where maybe Rikishi becomes, like, their manager or something. That would have been good. Or, like, who occasionally wrestles. Like, if you're looking for something different for him to do, why not right. pair them, right? Like, he's, like, the godfather of the family or something. You know, like, with the put the shades on and stuff. Like, I think it could have been cool if they went that route. Instead, he ends up. Just beating him up. He gives him a stink face. Uh, but he's clearly, like, gassed. He's, like, hanging on the mat in the corner. He chokes Jericho. He's still kind of a target. Guys are coming at him, but just definitely not brimming with energy. Uh, Booker beats him up a bunch. They train with a kick. I keep losing track of him, which is yeah. hard because he's the biggest guy in the ring. Right. Like it's, I, I, A few times I'm like, where is he? Because it's a pattern of, like, standing around, then he'll super kick someone. Stand around, super kick. Like, that's kind of all he did. Well, then Sean comes up for his big moment in the big spot, and Rikisha's, like, in the corner, doubled over, trying to catch his breath. <laughs> uh, he gets tied up with World's Greatest Tag Team. 
throws in some hard sauce. You can tell his gas tank is just completely empty. Anyone will go near him in the corner, just latches on and stands there. Yeah. Um, and eventually, it's like, it almost like too like he's waiting for someone to throw him out, and Batista well, eventually does. Well, after um, hitting him with the spine buster though, which looked really good. So just nothing. Name value pop. I like the stuff with three minute warning. I wish they did more with that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I look. I, I fourteen minutes is a lot to ask of Rikishi mm-hmm. in two thousand three. I think. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So I. I'm at a one for presentation. I thought it was like, like you said, just a name level pop, but that's it. Yep, same. And I'm zeros for the rest. I gave a one for work just because I like the uh, three minute warning stuff, and I like him coming in and just like wiping guys out with the kicks. I thought it was like effective there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, so that gives him a three. Is he better than Tatanka ninety three? Yes. Yeah, most disappointing. Gary Sags, 93. Valentine, 94. These are all the long ones. Crush, 91. Virgil, 93. Okay. Is he better than The Godfather in 2013? Mm, probably not. Okay. So that lands Rikishi, 2003. Look, just outside 200. 199. All right. Hanging on. Hanging on for one more rumble. Is it surprising they never brought him back for a nostalgia pop at any point? I was going to say that. Yeah, it's like shocking to me. He's not in any of these ones later. Um, Because he's still like friendly with them. You know, they still have the family ties and all that. Like, it's shocking to me that he never came out the Usos or something for one. Like, yeah, it's odd. Um, But 04, he's still here. And he's in the fucking tag title picture. Like... He he! They win the tag titles. Him and Scotty, like after this, which is crazy. fucking crazy. But this is it. He's he's not around much longer after that. Comes in at fourteen. Um, Zero pop this time, though. Yeah, that recognition's even fading. He's cool. bigger than ever too. He's super bloated. Is it a miracle uh, that he's still alive today? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him. I don't remember what he looks like. He's. Always, I feel like he's always wearing like a big jacket. I don't he's know got if a still, like, I think he has sure. a cane. Yeah. Uh, but he's bigger than ever. He's bloated. He's heading out. Cleans house as usual. Gets that all, you know, the hot start he always gets. Gets an immediate stink face on Matt Morgan. Gets that out of the way. It's, it's like, like you can't even wait. I like how it's like you can't even wait. Like, all right, let me get this in. <laughs> I got to get the pop. But then he spends yeah. way too long with Matt Morgan. Right. Lays around with him. Some very weak chops. Not great. His highlight is uh, he mocks the French tickler from Rene Dupree yeah. and then uh, throws him out. And then does a whole lot of nothing for the rest of the time he's in there. Yeah, he tries to get out A-Train, uh, but Randy Orton ends up throwing him out. So just a quick showing. I mean, a couple of cool bits, but the star is dimming quickly. He's grossly out of shape. Um, he yeah. gets one last stink face in, and I like the Dupree stuff. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a nothing run, but yeah, at least it's not too long. Um, I'm at a one for presentation. Yeah, same. I'm at a zero for work. I gave him the one again. Gets the stink face in. <laughs> I, <don't> like, <laughs> I like the flurry. He always gets the flurry. And I like the French tickler. I thought that was good. I think I just found that, like, his work in this one was, like, way sloppier than it usually is. Yeah, he's, I mean, you could tell he's just, like, gas. He's got nothing left. Right. Uh, I'm at a zero for effectiveness. I gave him the one for the elimination. Very kind of you. Uh, that gives him four points. Okay, where are we at here? Is he better than, yeah, he's better than comma 96. Yeah. 
better than Warlord 90? Uh, I don't know. That's when, like, no, 91 is when Warlord's all jacked. No! Yeah, Warlord 91's where he's all jacked up. 90's um, in there for a bit, in the middle. Yeah, and he gets thrown out by Andre. That's probably more meaningful than this. Yeah, probably. All right, let's put him ahead of Kama, below Warlord. And that finishes off Rikishi with the 191st best Rumble appearance of all time. So, you know, I will say for a guy who's in a a bunch of these, Mm -hmm. overall, pretty disappointing run. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly like we we just did this with Godfather, right? Um, It's similar to that. He's just got the one great one. Yeah. Other than that, he's basically like Godfather's run. Well, and if he didn't have that one great one, he'd be in worst of all time category. Agreed. He's in 10 rumbles. His total time is an hour, 26 minutes, 11 seconds. He eliminated 12 guys across 10 rumbles. So that's, and, and seven of those were. Those are seven are in one of them, yeah. Yeah. Average match time, 8.7 minutes. So, like, well, let's go through our top, our top, um, individual appearances. And when we do our top, uh, performers, I'll tell you, we'll talk about where he lands. Is that cool? Okay. Yep. Okay, so standing strong as the number 10 best Rumble appearance of all time, Sid Justice, 1992. Bret Hart, 1994. Great, The Ultimate Warrior, 1990. Number seven, Hulk Hogan, 1990. Number six, Shawn Michaels, 96. Number five, The Undertaker, 2002. Number four, Shawn Michaels, 2007. Number three, Hulk Hogan, 1989. Two, Shawn Michaels, 2010. And number one, Ric Flair, 1992. It shows you how great that Taker 02 is, that he's yeah. only in seven minutes. Compared yeah. to, like, all, all these other ones are at least double digits, pretty much, except for Sid. Um, and Sid makes the runner-up. Taker's in the middle of the match. It's, like, great. It's such a crazy run. I know. And 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 in even crazier is he's actually tied for our second top score. Right. Like, it's like a six-way tie. Uh, Rikishi's best appearance, obviously, 15th uh, for the year 2000. Um, okay, so here's where he's at. So we so far have ranked, in order to be to qualify for the greatest Rumble performers, you have to have been in at least three Royal Rumbles. With Rikishi, we're now up to 39 guys that qualify, mm-hmm. and that's out of my God, we've done we've done 81 so far, different guys. So out of the top 39, Rikishi's 28th. That's yeah. really a lot worse than I thought he would be. Yeah. Like this is so much junk is like all those head drinker ones and everything. That's it. He's, he's like he's below Hercules, Janetti, you know, like guys that you wouldn't imagine. Right. All right. Just, so, I mean the one all timer makes you think he's had a great run, but he just hasn't. Yeah, and I go I guess that's kind of the I, I don't know if that's a strength or a weakness of the project that like that, that one all timer doesn't buoy him higher than that. All right, so let's go through our top 10 performers, and then we're out of here. Number 10, Jake the Snake Roberts. Number 9, Mr. Perfect. Number 8, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Number 7, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Number 6, Ric Flair. Number 5, Macho Man Randy Savage. Number 4, Brett the Shitman Hart. Number 3, The Undertaker. Number 2, Shawn Michaels. 
And number one, the immortal Hulk Hogan. So no change. Uh, Rikishi doesn't really affect any change here. He, in fact, mm-hmm. did not make a difference in either of the lists so far. Zero difference. All right, so that'll do it. Uh, I'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll have uh, another few guys. We're getting close. Actually, our next episode will wrap up 93. So Good. Put that in the uh, rearview mirror. Yep, for good. Um, that'll do it. Keep on rumbling. Talk to you soon.